the Cafe Media Network. Get mad, not that mad. Girl, listen up. Have a job, not too much job. Like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listeners. On this episode, we're talking about the real bad things about Trump, Kardashian meltdowns, and throwing a green party party. It's the first week in July, and where the hell is Jill Stein's cat? Hey, and welcome to another episode of Girl Friday. With me, as always, is Brianna Haney. Hello. And this week, we have a special guest co-host. Amanda couldn't do it. Uh, So, unfortunately, she's not here, but we do have uh, Karen Margolis in her place. Hello. And Karen is... How do I know? You're just like a random urchin. Yeah, so I'm a street woman. Um, a street woman. <laughs> but I found what that's your official, your your business cards, actually, that say it in one a word. A person who lives on the ground. Yes, yes. that's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you found me on the floor. <laughs> a ground dweller. Um, no, Karen is a, a comedy writer and a comedian who performs stand-up around the city. And we know each other because we have been on another podcast together. Right. A podcast called Race Wars, which is one involving two problematic people. <laughs> Uh, Kurt Metzger and Sherrod Small, both dear friends to both of us, uh, but dearly problematic, generally speaking, in the rest of their walking lives. Uh, but Karen, thank you so much for being here. Yay, thank um, you. I think fun. The, the last time I saw you, I was making you listen to like 50 songs in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, um, I was into it. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. I saw Karen at a party this weekend. Karen and I are friends. Yeah, I oh, have also I hate music, so that's why the songs yeah. were a whole thing. I was trying to convince her to like music. Um, so our guest this week is Vice.com's political writer, Eve Pizer. Hello. And uh, so we got kind of a fresh gang here. Um, do you guys want to move into talking about some news stories? Sure. Yeah. Um, Eve is a political writer, so she's got she's got her finger on the pulse. It doesn't of, mean I know anything about politics. It no. might be the wrong pulse. I mean, finger it, on the pulse sounds filthy, but okay. Let's <laughs> it does sound so <laughs> You dirty bitch, Eve. Okay, let's get started. We're <laughs> all dirty bitches here. It's fine. <laughs> um, so Donald Trump is in Poland right now. Uh, he's in Poland. Uh, as a, a, He's stopping before he goes to the G20 summit in Europe. Um, I heard or news reports have been saying that the uh, the reason that he went to Poland first is because it's one of like two places in Europe where everyone doesn't just fucking hate him. <laughs> so like he flew into Poland and he was promised like cheering crowds to greet him um, because that is how wimpy our president <laughs> is. He's in Poland being cheered and then he's going to the G20 where he's going to get frowned at a lot. I mean, my whole thing about Trump's insatiable need to be liked is like, it actually wouldn't be that hard for him to be popular if he just mm-hmm. stopped doing everything he was doing. Right. Like, if he actually, like, followed through on his campaign promises, like, Medicaid for all, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, he would maybe wouldn't get booed. Yeah. No, that's that's a really good point. I think, like, I was actually talking to a source... Um, this Name past them. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not even like it, it's not confidential. But it wasn't like an on the record conversation. We were just like chatting, and um, he told me that he had met with Trump in person before, and he said that he's just a likable guy. Like he's he's really in person, just friendly, affable for the most part, easy to get along with. So I think Eve, you're onto something. I mean, I I think back to the Republican primaries when he sort of played this amazing role of owning all these. Fox who like (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
like they've just been doing their like nice Republican establishment bullshit. And then Trump just like destroyed it. And like he was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it, you know, you see the glimpses of good sometimes, not like they're rare, mm-hmm. but you're like, come on, just channel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like maybe the next three and a half years won't be complete hell. Right. I think I think that that's a really good point. But I think the flip side of that is that his ego is such a, another his his ego is kind of a double edged sword because on one hand, his ego drives him to want to be liked. But it also prevents him from re- acknowledging that he has made mistakes to prevent mm-hmm. himself from being liked. Mm-hmm. So it's like he can't he, can't, <laughs> it, he, he know he's like the he's the, the the sound of one hand clapping. He can't figure out how to deal with yeah, it because then he wants to piss off the people who are angry at him right like, piss off more right and like he it, like it's like oh but if you would just like maybe give like throw them a bone every once in a while maybe they wouldn't hate you that much right his popularity has a half-life it's like he's just completely whittling it away yeah. <laughs> but if he were smart like so he ran the campaign kind of smart and really solidified a base and was so divisive to the country that if he were any smarter he could use like ride that divisiveness now to unify the country because he drove a wedge Right. Do you know what I mean? He like it would be it so easy for him to just do it. Yeah. Like what you were saying, like if he followed through on a few like really good for the people things, people would shut the fuck up and kind of fall in line. Right. Well, that's I've I've written like two pieces in the past couple weeks about like how the worst part about Trump is basically that he's a regular Republican and he's just doing things that fall on party lines. Mm-hmm. Um because I feel like people get really, or not people, liberals get very upset by, like, Trump's vulgarity and, like, how boorish he is. But, like, that's not what makes Trump bad at all. Aside from the fact that, like, his tweets might cause a war. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that little thing. NBD, moving on. But it's, like, the bad things about Trump are, like, he's going to sign a health care bill written by Republicans that's going to kill a lot of millions of people yeah i mean not kill millions of people in danger in danger millions of people yeah he's gonna make life a much larger pain in the ass than it needs to be for millions of people um i think that's important that's an important note because um i was talking to uh for a story i was talking to a trump supporter who's like the president of my home county's like Republicans. And he was saying in his mind that Trump had like kept his promises. And and I was like, what do you mean? What promises? And he was like, he promised to, to rule as a conservative. And he has like, he appointed an extremely conservative oh Supreme God. court justice. Like, like I really c- was not prepared for how like crazy he is. Um, he's really far to the right. And he, you know, he's he's still pushing for this um, immigration ban, which, you know, Karen, you pointed out like that he could possibly be a unifier as shitty as it is. Like the immigration ban is one of the more unifying things that he's proposed. Mm-hmm. Like it's more popular than almost anything else he's proposed. And as it stands now, it's actually not that unreasonable. I'm not talking about the sentiment behind it. I'm talking about the thing itself. Like it is now just a kind of more intense vetting of people from places that have produced a lot of problematic shit. Yeah, that but just not, just not here. Stuff. Just not here, though. Like, none of those countries have right. like, have produced... I, I mean, mean, it's tone-deaf and unnecessary. Yeah. It would seem almost less bad if it were just, like, every country. Right. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't come in at all. Like, but it, it, it seems like, even though that's shitty, too, you know? Well, we see how yeah. 
hard and unpleasant it is for us to just go through basic TSA security, it seems, do you know what I mean? Like it's, if they were more competent at that, number one, like just screening of regular people going through airports. And then we ramped it up a little bit when there was a security thing from another country at all. This whole thing would just be completely redundant and unnecessary. It's like millions of dollars thrown away. I don't think that we need to ramp it up because Islamic terror is not a major is like actually not a major threat to our country. Like, like it's it's an outsider that you can sort of place all this, you know, aimless grief that people feel onto and people can feel afraid of Muslim people afraid that they're going to, you know, be terrorists. But like, I mean, I feel like your average liberal being like, but actually white men are the biggest threat. But like they are. It's true. Yeah. Well, it's white well, men. And it's also, I mean, okay, so two things. First of all, you mentioned the otherness, the, the otherness that people can project their fears onto. You're seeing Trump do that with like this new, uh, what what forum is he listing this on? He's listing like crimes committed by oh, yeah. undocumented yeah. immigrants. Oh, voice. It's that, like all six crimes committed that, yeah, by undocumented immigrants. Like it doesn't really matter if like the, the thing that's like crazy to me is that what the what a lot of the most violent crimes have in common are two things. Men with a history of domestic violence. Those two things are like not not all men. Hashtag not all men. But it's yeah. like there th- those are two like warning signs that there could be something bad brewing like the doctor who shot up the hospital in the Bronx had like a history of like Mm -hmm. domestic problems and sexual harassment and like the guy who um, I believe the guy who shot up the Pulse nightclub in Orlando had a history of domestic violence and you know you take a look at a lot of right-wing terrorists they have a history of domestic violence left like people who are coming from the left-wing terrorist who shot the uh, at the congressional softball pra- or baseball practice, he right. had a history of domestic violence too. So I think maybe we should just be tougher on men. But you know, I what? just like like <laughs> what's so sad to me is that when you read the stories of people who you know, like um, the the family whose daughter was killed by an undocumented immigrant or whatever, like the problem's not necessarily undocumented immigrants, right? But just like a lot of the issues that Trump supporters have that were real grievances, like those are heartbreaking Mm -hmm. and sad. Like economic stuff is fucked up. And do you know what I mean? Like that is fucked up what happened to them. And I understand that their hearts are so broken, but that is, but like to politicize it is also such a heartbreak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To like, like use it as kindling for this like weird, crazy, out of control bonfire of just racism. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's the pointing the finger it's like they'll point the finger at this problem but then when you when something else happens over here where it is like a a, you know a a man a white american who's who like decides to shoot up people then there's quiet yeah and then it's the lack of of well, what do you Th- that's mean by when you bring that? in the racism? No, I think I well, know what you're saying. Like people only like to to really to make a show of of lamenting crimes when the crime like fits their their bias of what they think right. causes yeah. crimes. Right. Like people only like, and you see it a little bit on the left too. Like you know. most people that I know that are thinking lefty or left-wing liberal type people when the congressional shooting happened were extremely upset and were not at all and like spoke out against it and most thinking right-wing people that I know were like upset when you know right-wing terrorism happens it's like but I think that the the general general consensus seems to be that people only like to get mad about the thing that confirms their own biases you know yeah 
which is like an unfortunate an unfortunate thing and a weird oh i really wanted to talk quickly before we talk about this cool thing that eve's working on um i wanted to talk really quickly about some kardashian stuff we (laughs) never talk about the kardashians on this and it wasn't i don't think it's even been deliberate I mean, I deliberately don't talk about them in I my life. Like, I just don't think about them. <laughs> yeah. They just don't occupy any real you know, estate. You know, I used to think about the Kardashians. I used to think about a lot of like pop cultural things until the election. And now I feel like I don't think about anything but politics. <laughs> yeah. I think so that's... you need this Kardashian news. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really mm-hmm. nice relief. <laughs> Although I like wasn't paying attention to it today that much. Well, it was like, it's, well, it was pretty gross to pay attention to. And it's almost better to like hear it secondhand. Karen, were you watching any no. of it? Oh, I, I also weirdly, like I love celebrity gossip. I like have read delisted for years and years. And like Laney gossips, my other favorite. I don't know if anybody gives a shit or reads them, but they are the, fucking best (laughs) and I like will forget which is almost kind of nice because then when you go back there's like pages and pages to catch up on and you have just like hours to waste but (laughs) um yeah I forget because I'm watching the goddamn news yeah Yeah. I I will say really quickly that the best celebrity gossip writer right now is Bobby Finger for Jezebel he's so good his (laughs) blogs his celebrity gossip blogs well any of his blogs just make me incredibly happy all the time wonderful Bobby Finger is is really really funny um it's too bad He's a dude, so he can't be on this podcast. <laughs> um, his, he uh, he used to like have he invented this entire category of celebrities called Who's, like a Who, like when you like when you when you see their name, you're like Who. <laughs> he has a whole po- he has a podcast called Who Weekly, which is really funny. Um, but I wanted to talk really quickly about this disgusting relief of Kardashian news that we have today, which is that Rob Kardashian, who I guess is. He's the brother yeah. who is not as pretty as all the other ones. Yes. <laughs> D- uh, Michael K. from DLS calls him the sock one. Because <laughs> he was given a sock empire to run into the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I prefer to pronounce it sock empire <laughs> uh, to run into the ground. I, was, uh, I feel bad. Like, he was born the boy. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, sucks. it was a re- re- some reverse. Also looks like ass and hasn't gotten it together. Like, there's some things <laughs> no, he could I mean, be doing. He, yeah. he looks like garbage. <laughs> Get it together. You're very, very rich. I think that, like, like his weight gain and his self-consciousness around it sort of destroyed him. And also from what I remember from when I watched the show, he seems to have a lot of mental health issues, which he exhibited today as yeah. well. Yeah. What did he do? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm not caught up here. So there's, the, first of all, like people with mental health issues, having access to millions of people on social media is never a recipe for good things. I mean, it's literally the recipe for the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's true. Not from their perspective, but maybe from the perspective of people who need to be distracted by an event any event that's fair so what happened was he um so so he and apparently this is all i know is that he and black china apparently broke up i don't know how or why 80 times though yeah well this during this time he got real mad and took to instagram and started posting photos of her in like semi-nude to nude and compromising positions um and then he got banned from instagram because you can't post nudity on instagram it's just against the terms of service and he took it to twitter and he started posting pictures of her oh i didn't know that yeah he took it to twitter and it was because he is an entrepreneur take it to twitter yeah. and it was also <laughs> gross and like i personally like i hate to sound like like a reverend lovejoy's wife from the simpsons but i personally reported two of his tweets <laughs> <laughs> that had had nudity on them because it was like that's harassment yeah. you can't you're not supposed to you can't do that yeah. he, th- and 
Um, yeah, that's ugly. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But, uh, you know, that's like sort of revenge porn. But the law is like a little weird about spelling out what revenge porn is. Um, what do you guys think should happen to Rob for doing that? Eve, what do you think should happen to him? <sighs> oh, my God. I'm looking at his tweets now. Oh, I, they, they took down the, the naked ones. Yeah, I this I'm feminists will hate me for this, but I do feel like vague compassion for anybody just having a complete meltdown on social media, even if they're doing something abusive to someone else, just because mm-hmm. I've had meltdowns on social media many times. And when you're melting down, you're just fucking out of control. You're going to do whatever you want. But <laughs> I think like he needs, he needs like professional help and a lot of time away from his family. Mm-hmm. Um, who has he he feels like somebody who's just like so poisoned and overwhelmed by being a kardashian that he just like fucking lost it and then he has like all this aggression toward women because like all the women in his family are super successful and he's not Mm -hmm. remember when he was tweet he uh he was instagramming like maybe like a year ago now but like mean shit about kim yeah. Kim yeah. hurt his feelings very much by telling him not to come to the wedding because he was too fat. She wounded him. Did she do yeah. that? <laughs> she did. I don't remember. She did. It was her fault. I don't remember any no, of No, I don't remember that I think either. That, I think that he didn't want to go to the wedding because he was too fat. Really? That's I think he wanted to be told he was thin <laughs> and also invited to the wedding. I, You know, I have another another possible psychological angle here. Um, I wonder if part of the reason that the girls, the women in the Kardashian family are sort of prized and treated like Barbies is that uh, perhaps Mama Kardashian kind of like bullied them into valuing their looks more and now Rob isn't Rob was maybe never told that he was only as valuable as his looks are you know they have the same values as porn which is nobody cares about the guy because Mm -hmm. the guy's just a penis and everybody gives a shit about the girl and what she looks like getting fucked and that's the entire (laughs) family business (laughs) and every time there's a girl they're like you better look good getting fucked bitch okay you do great you're in and nobody cares about Rob the guy's in the shot it's like why is he in (laughs) get out get his face the fuck out it's ruining this for me (laughs) oh man i think that's the most compelling theory yet and also i would just take the cynical approach and say that i i i agree that he is just having a meltdown and that is actually an empathetic thing but also i think almost all of what comes out of that family is highly produced Mm -hmm. and that his meltdown wouldn't have gone like there's people around all the time he's not in isolation there's people who would have been aware of the first thing that he posted and able to stop it and delete it or whatever and the fact that they didn't means they want this to be on robin china do la or whatever the show is like is the show still going because I, I remember the, guessing. Because look, we're talking about it and we yeah. give a shit about it. So and of the course last the show still going. this happened, the show was like set to premiere. It was like within two It was like her throwing socks at him by a pool <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Did they get their own spinoff show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I think it's for TV. Yeah, that's possible. But guys, there's like a baby involved. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm She's like, not going to remember this. Get out of here. But there's the internet to tell her <laughs> all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but she was, it was from day one. Like Maybe she was going to read about Auntie Kim and the, the pee pee incident. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend who has a kid told me this really cute thing where she liked to uh, document things for him. She set up a, an email account and she sends him like moments that are 
pictures from things that they're doing. Oh, that's so cute. It's adorable. But I think of it with these kids. I'm like, oh, could I guess I could just send them like a pop sugar (laughs) 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 article and be like, this is what your parents were doing in 2017. There you go. Auntie uh, Kim has cellulite yeah. now, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh How are we God. feeling, Dream? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, on that note, baby Dream. Um, oh, my God. They named the baby Dream, didn't I they? No. Yeah. Come on. That's bad. That's a bad name. Um, speaking of Dream. That baby's got a giant surgical ass in her future. Oh, God. It's Ugh. no worse than Saint. Saint West. I like Saint's not a stripper name. I've really Mm. warmed to North. I think North is kind of cute now. It's cute. I warmed to North the way I warmed to Blue Ivy. Like at first I was like, you just get used to it. The weird thing about North and Lainey of Lainey Gossip made this point. It was such a good point that stuck with me was that that her name means his baby. Do you know what I mean? And it's like not her baby or anybody else's baby, but they named it his kid. Yeah. Northwest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such a like branding of a child from infancy. I mean, apparently what I've heard is Anna Wintour told them to name. I've heard that too. Yeah. Huh. This is a very gossipy and, episode. And guys, <laughs> shut up. Tell me more. The episode where Kim's giving birth and there's like a funny moment where she's on the phone or it's like, and she's like, should, okay, we were thinking, just naming her North. No last name. And then her <laughs> family <laughs> talks her out no of it. No, that's name. a cardinal direction. You can't name your child let, that. That's already Let taken. her drop the name later on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Let her Madonna herself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, well, ladies, on that note, that was a nice break. Oh, my God. That was so nice to not be thinking <laughs> about Donald Trump. Is the Trump world like still ending? I almost forgot. It definitely <laughs> is. And one of the reasons, well, one of the possible reasons it may or may not be ending uh, is the subject of a profile that Eve is doing. Um, Get it, Eve. Yeah, yeah. So, Eve, tell us a little bit about your adventure this week. Um, so, I guess two weeks ago, I journeyed up to Lexington, Massachusetts to spend a day with Green Party presidential candidate Jill Stein. No, you did not. Yes. I... I've been infatuated <laughs> with Jill. Me too. Since, like, I guess last summer I was um, working at Gizmodo as their night blogger. And I first wrote about her um, weird sort of like anti-vax stuff. Because even though she's a medical doctor, she, like, won't directly say vaccines don't <laughs> cause autism. She'll say there has been no evidence to indicate vaccines don't cause autism. But oh. it it's just like felt like a weird slimy. Yeah. First of all, she's a negative kind of thing. Yeah, she's a chiropractor, which is like a Dr. Junior. She's not a chiropractor. <laughs> what is what? she? But I'm really glad you said that because I <laughs> she's a phys- she's a she's a physician. She's an internist. OK, but last summer me and a friend of mine, Felix of Chapo, were like hanging out and we were like, oh, let's start a meme that Jill Stein is a chiropractor. Let's what? see how it takes off. You animal. You so <laughs> both tweeted about it. But then it like became really nice because um, 
my friend Olivia, you know, Olivia Newsy yeah, of yeah. New York Magazine, we were like just becoming friends and she like randomly shipped me a t-shirt that said Jill Stein is a chiropractor on it. <laughs> and I feel like that was like the moment our friendship solidified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Olivia is so thoughtful. She keeps she, she really keeps uh, texting me extremely creepy pictures of a man dressed like a pickle because <laughs> I, I told her I hate it. And so she keeps doing it every day. She does it. What it's been men like, pickles or men dressed as pickles? Men dre- is this specific man dressed as this specific pickle? He's got like glittery eyebrows and it's terrible and I hate it. It looks like a European kids show from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me want to die. But anyway, let's go back to Jill Stein. Anyway, okay. so um, Jill Stein has played like an active role in my imagination for a year. And I was so excited to meet her the night the night before I was going. She like gave me a call and it was like ah Jill Stein is calling me and I had been like waiting for her to call and accidentally got like super high Um, (laughs) accidentally get out of here it was like it's it's like like 7 30 I'm off work like I need weed and then I got a call from Jill Stein but she like gave me the most like maternal instructions for getting to her house and like like over you know like overly detailed directions like your mom does where you're like yeah mom I have an iPhone okay okay stop (laughs) it was like that and she was like I could like feel like she was like beaming with excitement for this. And I was like, I don't know why she's excited because like she should have maybe Googled Eve Pizer, Jill Stein and read anything else I've written about her. (laughs) But it was super interesting spending the day with her because she is a truly kind soul in some ways. Like she (laughs) we hung out at her house, which was just like spending time at Jill Stein's house was like so cool I like looked at all her if you could have, okay so how did Jill Stein's real life house match with how you imagined her house would look um it was like a hundred percent Jill Stein's house like it was mm-hmm. it was almost too perfectly Jill Stein's house I think was the issue it's <laughs> it's in Lexington Mass so it's like really sort of like Walden-esque beautiful nature and the house is like built into the environment and like one side of the house is like all floor-to-ceiling windows so it's like all these like trees that feel like they're part of her house and did they have names has she named them she hadn't I don't think so I mean I actually didn't ask but um she the whole place like reeked of cat food (laughs) that's so perfect perfect and she like spent so much time looking for her cat and like couldn't find her cat I was like that's some rich people problems no but it like wasn't I don't think she's super rich and her house wasn't that big it was like the cat was either Hiding really well, <laughs> lost, or straight up didn't exist. I will never find out. You will uh, never know the answer to this. Um, but she she had like, you know, musical instruments and bongos everywhere. And she had like a whole little in her office. Well, one in her office, she didn't use like a regular chair. She uses one of those like gym balls. Because like, of course. Of course. And she... Um, what was she wearing? I know that's a sexist question. (laughs) She was wearing sort of like normal, like loose fitting pants and like 
uh, like that were gray and a pink shirt. Okay, so like so a, she's definitely asking for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say she was like a woman in a rheumatoid arthritis commercial. Yes, yeah, that is a great way of putting okay. it. I'll steal that one. Okay, in my profile. Um, but she like was so maternal in a way that was like super interesting to me because, like, I guess I assume that politicians don't like you or like when you're profiling someone like you like the person should not be like super open and friendly to the reporter especially if they've read the past work of the reporter like me where it's like I mean all the time to politicians I'm never nice to them Mm -hmm. but she was just like so accommodating she offered me juice like six times (laughs) Um, but talking to her was really interesting because she now plays like a very weird role in like the liberal imagination where people fault her for Donald Trump's win, which is stupid for a variety of reasons. One is that third party candidates have the right to run and like, like it's not necessarily a bad idea Mm -hmm. to have a multi-party system. The other thing is that, even though in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, Jill Stein got more votes than Donald Trump won by. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, if those people hadn't voted for Jill, they would have chosen Hillary, and then she would be president. But like Jill Stein voters are absolutely not trying to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. That's why they voted for Jill Stein. Right, so you think that they showed up to vote because of Jill Stein, not because they like they didn't vote because they... They didn't show up to vote and they're like, ooh, number one, Jill Stein, number two, Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Exactly. So I think that she's really easy to blame for the election and especially because she's a kook and she has like this really sinister relationship with Russia. Yeah, totally. She's like super, she like won't admit that the Russians interfered with the 2016 election at all. Did you ask her about it? I did. And she, she's like, so she's like so stubborn in that she like sort of like gave me the line that she's been giving in interviews where she said she basically like doesn't trust the intelligence community. And she says like, Oh, there's a possibility, but we still don't know. Same thing with vaccines. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, it's sort of, it's it's reminds me of Trump in like it's this like intense mistrust of the establishment that might be warranted because like the establishment is horrible and corrupt and sucks, but it's also deeply unproductive and it ignores really important truths. Like another thing that people really hate about her is she will not say a president Hillary Clinton would be preferable to a president Donald Trump, mm-hmm. which is like. If you're not a MAGA psycho, most people would think that. Most, mm-hmm. I mean, most voters did think that. Um, but I, it was like right after, I don't know, the Senate health care bill had come out when I was talking to her. And I was like, well, look at this health care bill. It's going to hurt so many people. How can you still say that? And she, her, I think her response was, well, how many people would have Hillary Clinton killed in her wars or something? But that's so Green Party. Like, that's so third party. You know what I mean? Saying, like, this sucks, but the alternative sucks, and that's why we need a third party. Yeah, I mean, the, the real thing is it's just, like, you can champion third party, like, the existence of third parties, which I actually think our political system would benefit from. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't be disingenuous about it. Like, right. we all know a Hillary Clinton presidency would be preferable to a Donald Trump presidency in right. almost every way. Well, just just like breaking all of the ha- bones in your hand with a hammer would be preferable to being burned to death. Yeah. You know, like... Exactly. You, not, neither <laughs> for a lot of people, neither is desirable, but one is less horrible for than yourself. the other one. No, just, I love I'm broken just, hands. I'm just saying, like... I, and I, and I don't want to come down too hard on Hillary one way or the other because... I just I need to like retain some air of neutrality when it comes to people on the left. Um, But I but I will say that people that that don't like Hillary Clinton, most of them acknowledge that that it's like even though they don't like her, they super don't like Donald Trump. Exactly. And like, you know, the the Bernie people who went Trump got a lot of media attention. But like most Bernie voters, including myself, ended up voting for Hillary Clinton and they did so because they knew the alternative was so much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you we, when you were meeting with Jill Stein, what was the most interesting or surprising thing that you took from the time that you spent with her, besides her invisible cat? <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the most interesting. <laughs> um, well, my favorite anecdote from the time we spent together was at the very end, she asked me if I wanted to take a selfie with her, and I had to say no. Why? I felt so bad. Because I, you're I, like, a journalist feel and guilty. you can't take selfies. My, I'm, it was, I'm it was not the even one being sarcastic. Oh yeah, no. It basically it was the one thing my editor told me before I went there. He was like, "Just do me a favor, don't take a selfie with Jill Stein." Wow, as a millennial, that is really bittersweet. <laughs> right? I mean, it was like right, you know, the Alex Jones, Megan Kelly selfie. Like, not a good look. I just like I wanted to avoid that picture being used out of context in any way. But I also still desperately want a selfie with Jill Stein. Right. Isn't that Green Party so fucking crazy and interesting, though? Like on my podcast, we're obsessed with the Green Party. We threw a party called Green Party, which was we invited all the Green Party people when they were having their like conference here. And okay, there were rumors that Jill Stein was coming. She didn't. But like all these other people came like Adrian, Buterera, whatever, the like national party coordinator. And it's like such a hot mess of a party. They all got trashed, by the way. And and we were like, oh, that's why you don't win elections. This was I invited you, but you couldn't go. What? When was it? This was right when I got back from Sweden. So this was like maybe a month ago or so. Oh right, the yeah. Potluck. So right, potluck. I mean, come on. It was like, the we pot like, put being the, pot the operative potluck. word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the Green Party had a great time at the potluck. Yeah, we had like um uh uh like tequila drink with like weed in it, and it was just like a lot of weed. But but the Green <laughs> Party people were there too, and it's so interesting to talk to them because you're totally right. A third party is so important for this country to have it's like we we can't just have like w- the problem with our two-party system is that they're two corporate parties like yeah. they're corporate entities and they run themselves like that and they have their own interests and their own survival in mind and it is sometimes overlaps with the interests of the people but not always right yeah. Yeah. and so but the green party also what's interesting is that the green party has this unimpeachable message which is the environment and whatever right like this is not really political and we can all get behind it but they're so messy on a personal level like the individual <laughs> people are a hot fucking mess and the party is like they have no central organization at all it's all up to the states they have yeah. no budget nobody does like it's all they just do whatever the fuck they want all the time the people are batch it insane no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's 10 different kinds yeah. it's it's 
I guess for me as like a leftist, it's almost a disappointment. Like I yeah. wish I could stand behind the Green Party, but they are so dumb. <laughs> 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 but they don't have to be dumb. And that's why I'm like, you guys get it the fuck together. You can do it. Like that's, you could do it. Like, you just got it together. The whole time I was talking to Jill, I was like, it's like Jill. Jill. I love Jill. <laughs> well, it was like, 50 to 75% of like what she was saying. I was like, yeah. And then it'd be like, no, no, no. Don't go there. Don't go there. They really veer. Yeah. Yeah. They're, oh my God. I talked to her, um, her opponent in the primary on the phone who was like. Who was that? Ooh. Um, Bill Kremel. Okay. And he like, he talked to me for 30 minutes and like, I would ask him a question because I just was like, yeah, so I want to, I'm calling to get your take on Jill Stein and he'd be like well you know the U.S. should have never <laughs> broken up the Soviet <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so Green Party oh that's great the Green Party's what you know you talked about Karen you mentioned that the political parties that we're dealing with now are very corporate they're, they kind of crystallized in something today that I was just like, oh, I bet Eve has opinions <laughs> on this um, so the Democratic Party is like trying to kind of up its game and like release like some new PR stuff and there were these new stickers yeah Brianna's Brianna's nose got like (laughs) 75 wrinkles on it Um, like she was just smelling like a like a New York City subway car that nobody else was on I live there don't disrespect my home (laughs) wait you live in the car okay it's fine it's fine everybody in New York moves around Um, (laughs) no there was they released these like new stickers that you could you could could contribute to the party and get specific and they all looked like I thought that they looked like really grim save the dates like <laughs> what are they, they? like oh. a save the date card that's like guess what Jonah and Ka- Catherine with a K are getting married or whatever you know it'll, <laughs> and it would be like we cordially invite you but it's sort of like cutesy mason jar pinterest board style wedding oh yeah, kill me with like a cutesy font Karen's looking right now at these things that they, are supposed to be. The they new, got them off Etsy. Oh, they for sure. suck. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like I the mean, new Democratic they fucking Party. Suck it's a like dick. you guys get millions of dollars in donations. You could hire a good graphic designer. <laughs> also, there are people that are publicly affiliated with the Democratic Party who are much more clever than mm-hmm. what they came up with. And it's like, why not rely on? I don't know. Like the people who do like crooked media stuff are pretty clever and funny. Why not have them help? Designs up a lot. It makes them look extra, extra old because you know that they crowdsource that from Twitter and where people right. are like, where young people congregate to speak their mind and they found it and they put it in a focus group. And this is what a thousand year old person thought was going to resonate with like <laughs> 20 to 35 year olds. So the worst one for me is um, the one that says Democrats 2018. I mean, have you seen the other guys? Oh, that's like. It's a tweet, you guys. It's a tweet. We get it. It it also like makes me want to die because (laughs) that is why Hillary lost because they don't have a message. Hillary lost because of the DNC because the DNC is an organism that doesn't want to die. And they thought and they they like bet on this one horse and put all of their money on it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's this organism and it's like, and it doesn't care about the people and it doesn't care about Hillary either. Yeah. Not only does it, did it sacrifice Bernie? Hillary was a vehicle. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Hillary was 
the the whole thing was like it was like the bland it like what was Hillary's message yeah I'm with her it was like okay I understand that you want to be president but like what is your message yeah um side note though the now chair of the DNC Tom Perez gave my college commencement speech oh when he was the labor secretary yes I was like so annoyed. I was like, like the year after us got Michelle Obama. I was like, who the <laughs> fuck is got fucked? Yeah, where'd you, where'd you go? Pretty to hard. I went to Oberlin. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> okay, so I went to Notre Dame, and we had somebody that I don't even remember. And then a few years after us, the uh, they had Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody gets fucked except the people who are not fucked. Right, exactly. But the worst part. Like, I am surprised I remember any part of my college commencement speech because, like, who does? You're but so it was stoned. So, I was so hungover. <laughs> but it was so bad. He went on, like, this whole thing about how we need to stop taking selfies and start taking ussies. That oh, it hurts wanna, to hear. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like a person who is, like, the person who writes copy for the Today, for the Today Show, like, like did a bunch of those uh did a bunch of like uh what's that super uh hallucinogenic weed stuff that makes you totally salvia yes that did, mm-hmm. did that and they like wrote that yeah. down <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god that's just imagine saying that to like you know like 2000 disgruntled 22 <laughs> oh my god that's that's so bad you know the thing is like not to be like a Perez apologist, but when he was at labor, like there's a couple things that he kind of championed that were good. Like mm-hmm. there's there was actually um, so I, I wrote about this a couple weeks ago, but the apprenticeship program that Donald Trump announced as his apprenticeship program was actually an Obama era apprenticeship program that like Tom Perez and like the labor people kind See, of had, he's not all bad. Yeah, they they put together. And uh, well, it's funny because like Trump just like pretended it was his idea. Um, the the what had happened was like um, last year, the Obama administration working with like Congress by it was a truly bipartisan thing they passed a bill that allocated like 270 million dollars over three years toward apprenticeships 90 million per year so 90 million in 2016 90 million 2017 90 million 2018 what trump did was announce that it was ivanka's apprenticeship (laughs) that she's been working on and they're giving it 95 million so he's giving it 5 million additional dollars wow how generous and he was calling for 4.5 4.5 million additional internships with the 5 million additional dollars. <laughs> <laughs> a dollar like, per kid? Yeah, which is like, <laughs> or apprenticeships. And it was just like, and it was just like, what? How is this? <laughs> this isn't going to work. This is not going to work at all. Ladies. I've heard rumors that some people in this room named Karen, Eve, and Brianna (laughs) have been displeasing men. And I hope it's not true, but if it is, (laughs) I'm giving you an opportunity to come clean right now, and I will accept your apologies. I want to go on the record and say that men are very pleased with me. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, that's a shocker. No, you're, they're so mad. You're a real cunt. Like, yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. You're a real cunt. I podcast a lot. They don't like my voice. They said, stop laughing at your own jokes. It's a whole thing. They don't like your voice? Oh. One guy keeps, keeps DMing me and goes, hey, 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 
hey, you've got the sexiest voice on the internet. I'm like, that's how I know you're a liar and a felon. (laughs) (laughs) So so Karen has a podcast called Unhirable that she usually, you guys usually record on Tuesdays, which is why I can never be on it. Because we usually record Tuesdays. Boo on you. I know. But anyway, Karen has a bad voice or the best voice in the world, (laughs) according to Charles Manson. According to one man. Charles Manson. I mean, the thing is, Men just hate women's voices no matter what. Like, you're not going to win because they just, like, don't want you to talk. Yeah, but to be fair, mine's annoying, so I get it. I mean, I've had an an annoying voice my whole life. I actually think you have a really good podcast voice. Oh, thank you. I mean, I've worked on it. I remember when I had a radio (laughs) show in college. After my first one, my mom listened, and she called me, and she was like, Hey, Eve, why don't you talk like that all the time? (laughs) Like, you have a good point. (laughs) Oh, that's bad. I used to have a problem with saying like too much, which I which I think a lot of people do um, because people are uncomfortable with silence and pauses yeah. in the mm-hmm. way that they speak. But I it's think it's very expressive, though. I put like in everything because it sounds right there. Yeah. Like, th- you know, I think it also <laughs> women like to sound agreeable to each other. Oh, we also have gotten criticized before for using too much up talk. Yeah. So ending sentences <laughs> like this. But I think it's a way that women used to sound <laughs> like, grads, like college grad students. Like, yeah. They're they're like so oh, mad at us. And yeah. It's like listen, she wanted a role model out of yeah. us. Listen, <laughs> no, I, I seriously that's I her bad. Seriously felt like <laughs> taking a long drag on a cigarette and being like, listen, honey, when you've been paying your rent for ten years, <laughs> you come and tell me how I'm talking wrong, okay? <laughs> it was no. I think like the up talk thing is something that women do to make each other feel more comfortable. So sometimes you'll be presenting something that's maybe not necessarily something you intend for everyone to agree with, but you're presenting it as an option. Um, but also it's like funny sometimes yeah i have a theory that women speak so much better than men and that actually more people should speak like women instead of women trying to speak like men what do you mean because like and up talk what they both indicate (laughs) is like a little doubt Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't be 100% confident in most of the things you say because people are wrong all the time yeah and it opens up a conversation and you're more I don't know it like I think women also say I feel like a lot more Mm -hmm. and it sort of clarifies what you're saying yeah well feeling versus thinking are two different things like a feeling is like a George W. Bush gut (laughs) your gut instinct you know and a a thinking is something where you have a bunch of a, a bunch of logical and concrete reasons that lead you to something yeah I just feel like if men were less confident in their speech they would benefit from it too. But right. you don't know any overconfident, annoying ass women. I know a ton. Oh, I mean, For I sure. mean, yeah, Me. all day and night <laughs> about that. I, I, there is a good essay on Harper's Bazaar that my friend Jen Wright wrote with the headline. I love. She was on Girl Friday. Before. Oh, she's great with the headline. Um, Being a feminist doesn't mean you have to like every stupid woman. Oh man, I tried to I tried to publish a story the other week with the headline Donald Trump hates you stupid bitches and and my editors were like this is good but I think that it might be taken slightly (laughs) but no it's it's totally true I think being a like the the right loves to use feminism as a weapon to to force women to agree with dumb shit Mm -hmm. and it's like anyway Anyway, aren't we supposed to be talking about... Displeased men. I'm sure they're very upset that we haven't been even talking about them. (laughs) This is the one time that they get for us to Mm -hmm. talk about them. So time to shine. Yeah. 
Okay, I I found a couple examples. I mean, I have, you know, years of examples. But um, recently, I tweeted something, some bullshit. I said, Hillary's... Oh, I was just like live tweeting an interview that Hillary Clinton was doing. And I said, Hillary says she couldn't be angry because of her gender, says she's tried it out and it didn't go good. Maybe it has to do with her, (laughs) not sexism. Um, And somebody, a man wrote back, you must not be a woman. Let me fill you in, especially in a workplace filled with men. You don't get to be angry. Next, try getting a job no woman has ever had. Oh boy, you cannot get angry. Stay controlled, calm, not that calm. A man tweeted this at you? Yes. Or the name is a man's. Maybe I'm just drunk, but that it makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, he's he's get mad, not that mad. Girl, listen up. Have a job, not too much job. Like what, is <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I think he's like referencing like Hillary saying she couldn't get too angry. Oh right, yeah. Um, in in the election, but I'm like a, a literal woman who works mostly with men. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think I know. Mm-hmm. I think right. it's cool, right? Oh, <laughs> that's great. It's so nice though that he was t- took the time out of his day to explain that to you. I just love it's like you must not be a woman. <laughs> Your name? Oh yes, Eve. The famous <laughs> man's name, Eve. God made Eve and Eve. <laughs> oh God, that's really good. Um, I have a displeased man, but I'm gonna kind of give the Cliff's Notes version of it. So you know how people are like you know don't feed the trolls like don't Mm -hmm. you know if somebody sends you something shitty like don't even respond i disagree i actually think that uh feeding the trolls would be responding like you know what you're wrong but like my version of responding to trolls is like respond to them as though you're a clingy girlfriend who's mad (laughs) (laughs) so like i got a guy that i had a guy send me something that was like you fashion or you you liberal scum are ruining this country and you are I think they said gang banging the first amendment or something Hell like that yeah. <laughs> and I responded like wow you're really kink shaming people who like to gang bang and blah 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 and they responded again and then I said like I really want you to meet my mom um, I don't understand why I haven't met your friends we've been been together for months <laughs> and I am starting to think that something is up and maybe you don't value this as much as I do and then he responded <laughs> with something that was like a response to what I said and I was like well my mom's in town this weekend if you're willing to step away from your precious friends for <laughs> <laughs> for a few minutes we could actually meet her and show me you're serious about me and then he just like he got like a little upset and then I um then I finally just blocked him but it was really fun <laughs> I think that I would encourage every woman to respond to her trolls with love notes because or not love notes but with like nags you just nag them back and then they'll kind of leave you alone <laughs> Brianna, do you have any men that you've displeased? I well, mm. I don't have any really great ones, but like one guy. So I nor- my normal thing that I do for cafe is I uh, edit videos, like just like thirty second to a minute short video comedy videos. And this one guy, oh, I just had him and I lost him. Um, he he's gonna be so mad, girl. He like well, he he's just like like he looks like a dad and like he I think he tried to dad me mm-hmm. where so I made a video with Kellyanne Conway and I had Mr. Crab doing his sad violin thing over it from um, 
uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. And this guy didn't think it's funny. I don't think SpongeBob SquarePants is his demographic anyway, so I don't expect him to get the joke. But he just said, you might think it's cute, but that animated crab you throw in makes the video and your important point almost impossible. To <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he likes the point. But not the crab. But not the crab. Like, the crab takes away from, from the So he dad me. Uh-huh. Isn't it so much worse when men, like... I prefer for a man to just call me a stupid bitch than to be like, I really like where you're going with that, but right, like, it's very high school art teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that you know, male confidence is not every man, but a lot of men have the confidence to think that like everybody wants their advice. Like I can think of so many situations every single day where I'm like, I have some advice for this <laughs> thing that's occurring in front of me, yeah. but I just don't because it's not my place and I don't feel like they need to hear it from me. I really wish that more men would like think, do they need to hear this from me right now? Am I the only one that's going to give this to them? Yeah, right. I think that's a, I think every man listening to this podcast should take Aaron's advice. But every man listening to this podcast is not the man doing it. There's not a single man listening to this podcast who's tweeting people like that. Okay, but the thing This podcast... A lot of allies, in quotation marks, are super guilty of doing a lot of the things that... Yeah. Like non allies. My theory do. about allies is they're trying to get a certain kind of pussy. So <laughs> <laughs> these allies, in air quotes, I hope you're hearing the air quotes, want some feminist ass pussy, and and I think that can be think, uh, problematic. Yeah. I think on one hand, yes, but I think that there's like most of the listener feedback I've gotten from men from this have been like super nice and supportive and cool. Um, sometimes I think that men who listen to stuff like this or like female voices talking about girl stuff have just kind of there aren't a ton of places where they can feel like they're sitting at a table full of women and just listening to them talk um Mm -hmm. and maybe this is like the place that they can do that yeah no i you're right and i i love making fun of allies like bad allies but (laughs) i actually think that the trend of mocking allies is sort of toxic because like mm-hmm. we actually really want them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, we need them. Right, right. <laughs> no, I have, I have patience for people who like don't have it perfect right away because like nobody has it perfect right away and if they do they're probably like a X-Man or something. That is some sociopath shit. Yeah. Who is yeah. a perfect right away? Yeah. That's right? some serial killer coming to my I, house shit. I feel like that's like my issue with like how the internet has poisoned us. It's like somebody does one bad tweet and then they're like mm-hmm. the worst person in the world. Forever. Like, forever. Yeah. As opposed to like, think about all the horrible shit your parents have said. You still yeah. love them. <laughs> right. Right. Like you and like, or think about like your, your neighbors who like, you don't know their political beliefs, but you're friendly to them. Right. Right. And if you did know their political beliefs, you eventually would probably find something you didn't like. Yeah. You know? And you would, you wouldn't yell at them. You just talk about it like a normal fucking person. Right. And if you're reading, if you're reading a book and you're like, I really like this book. And then you get to a sentence and you don't like it. You're not like, fuck this. And you throw <laughs> it across the room. I think that that's a really good point. But I also think that part of it is a side effect of a lot of people who are reacting to things on the internet or on the younger side. And so maybe their like ability to process complicated people and things and concepts is lame. Under- the millennials I see. It's like, but it's I'm like, a both too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like both ends of the age spectrum. So a lot of people reacting to stuff online are super young and just reacting. They have this gut reaction of this is right. And this is wrong. They haven't lived so much, mm-hmm. but also there's a lot of like old ass people on the internet who are like, finally a way to tell everyone my old ideas. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's true. Thank goodness for the internet. Otherwise, <laughs> how would I know that I'm a big whore <laughs> red lipstick? Um, all right. Well, I think that's all the time we have, guys. Karen, thank you so much for guesting. Eve, thank you so Thanks, much guys. for coming Thanks by. Thanks for having me. And Brianna, thank you, as always, for being perfect. No problem. All right. <laughs> and uh, if you guys want to get in touch, we're at Girl Friday Cast on Twitter, or you can email us at girlfriday at cafe.com. And we will see you next Friday. <laughs>